Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Friday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time. The topic is To Pray for the Dead. Part 1. Praying for the Souls in Purgatory a time-honored Christian custom. During this month of November, the Church acts like the good mother she is by directing many suffrages to God for the souls in purgatory. She invites us to pray about the meaning of our life in the light of eternity. The liturgy reminds us that the souls in purgatory eagerly await this work of charity engaged in by their brothers and sisters on earth. These prayers can help to shorten a soul's time of purification. We see, therefore, that death does not undo the bonds of Christian community. As a matter of fact, death can serve to perfect those bonds. Union with Christ is stronger than any physical separation. The Holy Spirit binds all Christians together. The love and fidelity of the church on earth wins joy and relief for those souls who long to enter into eternal bliss. This stream of charity rises up to the benefit of the souls in purgatory, even when we are distracted. Yet when we make sure to direct these prayers for this intention, we can work an even greater good. The second book of the Maccabees recounts a great battle in which the Israelites were victorious over the Edomians, thanks to God's assistance. On the following day, Judas Maccabeus ordered that his fallen soldiers were to be brought back to be buried with their kinsmen. It was thereupon discovered, however, that under the tunic of every one of the dead they found sacred tokens of the idols of Jamnia, which the law forbids the Jews to wear. And it became clear to all that this was why these men had fallen. So they all blessed the ways of the Lord, the righteous judge, who reveals the things that are hidden, and they turned to prayer. Judas took up a collection and received 2,000 drachmas of silver, which he sent to Jerusalem to provide for a sin offering. The inspired author concludes, In doing this, he acted very well and honorably, taking account of the resurrection. For if he were not expecting that those who had fallen would rise again, it would have been superfluous and foolish to pray for the dead. But if he was looking to the splendid reward that is laid up for those who fall asleep in godliness, it was a holy and pious thought. Therefore he made atonement for the dead, that they might be delivered from their sin. The Second Vatican Council has declared, Fully conscious of this communion of the whole mystical body of Jesus Christ, the pilgrim church from the very first ages of the Christian religion has cultivated with great piety the memory of the dead. And because it is a holy and wholesome thought to pray for the dead that they may be loosed from their sins, 
also offers suffrages for them. As St. Ephraim, an early doctor of the church, has observed, if the army of Maccabeus was able to expiate the sins of their fallen comrades, imagine how much more supernatural good is done by the priests of the Son through their prayers and holy offerings. The first Christians were so accustomed to praying for the dead that this feature was soon included in the Holy Mass. Accordingly, we read in the first Eucharistic prayer, Remember also, Lord, your servants, who have gone before us with the sign of faith, and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. In the second Eucharistic prayer, we have this petition. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. This prayer for the suffering church in purgatory seems to have come down to us from the Roman liturgy to judge by some of the expressions used in the Latin text. The opening words of some of these can be seen in inscriptions on tombs in the catacombs, with the sign of the faith, in the sleep of the just, a place of refreshment. These and similar expressions are found in the catacombs of Priscilla and in the accounts of the martyrdom of saints Perpetua and Felicity. This teaching, that we the living have the power to intercede for the dead, has always been held by believers. It was solemnly declared a truth of the faith by the Second General Council of Lyon in 1274. Let us take advantage of today's time of meditation to pray for the souls of the faithful departed, souls that continue to depend on our assistance. Let us examine the quality of our prayer for these souls. We should remember that this is a wonderful work of mercy that is most pleasing to the Lord. Part 2 Our prayers and good works can shorten the time souls spend in purgatory. O God, Thou art my God, I seek Thee, my soul thirsts for thee, my flesh faints for thee, as in a dry and weary land where no water is. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? We can imagine that these inspired words summarize the continual prayer of the holy souls in purgatory. Sins involve a double disorder. First of all, they are an offense against God. They make the soul his enemy. In the case of mortal sin, the soul makes a radical choice contrary to its final end. Mortal sin merits eternal separation from God. For the forgiveness of mortal sins committed after baptism, we must have recourse to the sacrament of confession. In addition to the loss of friendship with God, sin also damages the sinner himself. It hampers one's personal growth and that of the community of the faithful. For sin has diminished man, 
blocking his path to fulfillment. In the words of St. John Paul II, a soul that lowers itself through sin drags down with itself the church and in some way the whole world. The soul suffers from the consequences of sin even after receiving sacramental absolution. Besides his particular penance, the sinner needs to make reparation in this life through good works and indulgences. The church believes in the possibility of a purification for the elect before they see God, a purification altogether different from the punishment of the damned. This is what the church means when speaking of hell and purgatory. In the book of Revelation, heaven is described in these terms, but nothing unclean shall enter it. The holy souls in purgatory experience a great sorrow as well as a great joy. They know that they are confirmed in grace and are en route to heaven. We can assist their progress by means of our prayers, especially in the Holy Mass, which is the supreme offering. The Church has established the Feast of All Souls as a means of encouraging the faithful to persevere in this regard. Throughout the month of November, the Church reminds us of our responsibility to pray for the faithful departed. We are encouraged to seek indulgences on their behalf. The Lord has deigned that any good work which is performed by a person in the state of grace can benefit our deceased brothers and sisters. We can apply these merits in the form of suffrages. Each day that passes offers many possibilities for this work of mercy. Whenever we receive the sacraments, especially Holy Communion, when we pray the Holy Rosary, when we offer up physical suffering and the contradictions of daily life. Here we have a wonderful motive for doing our professional work or studies in the best manner possible. Part 3. Indulgences Indulgences are of special importance in our effort to assist the souls in purgatory. The Church teaches that indulgences can be gained in two forms, plenary and partial. There are certain indulgences which are intended exclusively for the benefit of the faithful departed. The Church grants partial indulgences for many works of piety, such as mental prayer, the reciting of the Angelus or Regina Chaley, the use of religious objects which have been blessed by a priest. For example, a crucifix, a rosary, a scapular, a medal. If the object has been blessed by the Roman pontiff or a prelate, the owner may gain a plenary indulgence on the feast of Saints Peter and Paul by making an act of faith. Other opportunities for partial indulgences include the reading of sacred scripture, the praying of the memorari, spiritual communions, the litanies, Praying the Adorote Devote, the Salve, prayers for the Pope, retreats. Certain acts may earn us a plenary indulgence if we fulfill the ordinary requirements. These are normally confession, Holy Communion, and prayer for the Roman Pontiff. 
The plenary indulgence remits all the temporal pain caused by sin. Such an indulgence may be obtained by having the family pray the rosary, by making the way of the cross, by praying for one half hour before the blessed sacrament, by visiting a cemetery to pray for the dead in the first eight days of November. According to the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas and many other theologians, the holy souls in purgatory are able to pray for their loved ones on earth. These souls do not know the concrete needs of the living unless God wants them to, but they do pray for our intentions in general. They pray for us, and we pray for them. We do this even though we do not know whether these souls remain in purgatory or have ascended to heaven. They can help us a great deal in our daily lives, providing special assistance to those who were their friends on earth. They certainly want their friends to attain salvation. During this month of November, let us resolve to pray for the holy souls in purgatory by offering up many suffrages on their behalf. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.